Welcome to the Empath and the Narcissist Podcast, where you regain your sparkle back after narcissistic abuse. I am your host, Raven Scott, a trauma-informed spiritual mentor, certified meditation teacher, and human design expert. I'm empowering empaths in recovery and healing from narcissistic abuse, childhood trauma through human design, self-care, mindfulness advice, and expert interviews. Subscribe now. What does the human design profile mean? So if you've pulled up your free chart or I've sent it to you via email through the Impact Healing Community, you can take a look at your chart in front of you. And there's something called a profile and it says it exactly up there. There's six different boxes up there and one will say profile and it'll have a fraction number looking type of a thing with it with a number slash a line. And so these numbers, they're all about the archetypes of our personality and what we are here to do in this life. You know, how we ebb and flow with our energy and where we put our focus. And this is an interesting one. I think as I observe people around me, the people I work with, the people I coach, even my children, I go, oh, wow, like I can totally see the line three coming through or I can totally see the line one coming through. And we're going to get into what those mean. And you have two numbers because you have a conscious line, like it's in the forefront and that is locked in the day you were born and then an unconscious line. And that's locked in three months before you were born. So how often Ra-Uruhu, the founder, the downloader, the manifester who has brought human design to us, he talks about in the profiles, how often are we trying on roles and costumes that aren't doing us any justice? And this happens through conditioning. This happens through the comparison game. This happens in our lives, just trying to fit in, just trying to do it the right way. And there are so many people on the internet saying, make money this way, have a relationship this way. There's one way. That's actually their one lens. And we all have our own unique lens and our own unique energy of how we come to a relationship. And no matter what line, no matter what profile, I think the magic in having a healthy interaction in relationships is to just check your ego. I just have been noticing and observing so much lately about people's, even my own, people's egos, like getting in the way of hearing what the other person is saying, asking the other person for something, just getting really defensive and hurt and starting arguments just because one person offended your ego. So really being aware of who you are, your energy, and allowing others to be their own unique selves, I truly believe is the key to all of us working together as a team in this thing we call Earth and in life. So there are 12 profiles. We have 12 different variations. And how you can find your profile, of course, is up in the chart, up in the little, there's those three sections, say human design type, your profile, your not self theme, your strategy, that little part of the top will tell you one, three, three, six, six, two, whatever it is. And what is it's pulling from the personality on the sun and the earth. So here's a little bit of a caveat to the details. When you're looking at your chart, there's all these planets 
you know, on the left side and the right side of your chart. And they are symbolizing where the gates were uh, when you were born and three months before you were born, where the planets were. And where it's like a, it's correlated to astrology. So it is. And then there's these point parts. So you have, for instance, the sun in the black part is your personality, your conscious. Let's say the sun is in 10.1 and the earth is in 15.1. The point one is your line, is part of your profile. And then on the red side, you have 46.3, for instance, with the sun and the earth is 25.3. The 46 is the gate. The point three is the line profile. And so that's where they're pulling those two numbers from if you're an investigator and you are a one line, you're going to be asking, where is this coming from? And this is where they're getting these two numbers is the point part. And every single planet has a point. So you can then dive in even deeper into your personality or energy profile in that particular gate relating to that particular planet. And as we know from astrology, every planet rules something and rules a certain energy. So quickly, I'll run through the 12 profiles. You can either have a 13, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, 14, Ra Urufu originated where you can learn and gain information, more free information and paid information. And I love this little graph that he has created regarding the profiles. And so just to give you a little snapshot of some percentages, I would say the most common, which I run into all the time, are one threes, three fives, and five ones. That's about 14% of us, as well as two fours, four, six, and six, two. I'm always running into six, two. I personally am a six, two, as well as five ones. And when I'm running the charts, always seeing one threes, three fives, definitely. Now the more rare profiles, which are like 2% of the people are one fours, three sixes, and five twos, two fives, four one, and six three. So I guess you can feel a little bit exceptionally lucky if you have those more rare profiles and we'll get into what those mean. So number one is line one. We'll just start at the beginning. Start at the very beginning. I love that movie. Okay. So line one is the investigator, the introspector, always thinking, always observing, very keen observer. And I wonder, I'd love to take a poll of all of my projectors out there. Do you have a one in your profile? I personally have one, a projector type in my life, who is, yes, a one in their profile. I also know a generator that has a one in their profile. So it doesn't really get locked into any particular type. This is more related to the lines and the profiles. Because as the planets go through, as the sun moves through the mandala, it also moves through the lines. So it may be in gate one, let's say gate 25, the first day of its rotation through wherever it's at, 25, and it'll be 25.1. The next day, it'll be 25.2. 
the next day, 25.3, and so on and so forth. So if you take a look at the calendar in my blog, I post a calendar every month, and the big circle highlighted in the colored is the line. Back to our line one. I think I'm giving you a lot of information for you, investigators. So if you're an investigator, I'm sure you're loving all this. I'm going on lots of rabbit holes. So you have an innate sense to know and accept your place. You carry a huge creative potential and you always feel a sense of calm knowing that you've done your research because you have. You love your research. You've done it. And it's really important to you. I would say sometimes you may get stuck in, what is it called, the paralysis, like decision paralysis. That's not the right, it rhymes, but there's a double word there where you are doing so much research and you're questioning and doubting and maybe you have an open spleen or a certain gate, like the fear of not being good enough gate. You have that highlighted. That's one of the gates in the spleen. And you're like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm good enough. I need to research some more. And so you're always researching. You're always working on things in the background, but then you don't move forward and take action. Now, everything in human design and in life is all about timing. So waiting for that right timing in your strategy, waiting for the invitation if you're a projector, or waiting for that response if you're a generator. Now, all of this too plays into how to heal from narcissism. I always want to bring that back because that's really why I love human design. It helps you mitigate all the lies from narcissism, all the conditioning from your childhood. It helps just dissipate the trauma because you can see yourself for who you truly are and like all of the world stuff just goes away. But it's important to also bring yourself back to self-awareness. So embrace that you love to investigate. Don't let anyone think that you're like a time waster or, oh my gosh, are you researching that again? That's so silly. Why don't you just go live it? And that's more of the line three, talking to a line four. Or you may have both and you're like, oh my gosh, I feel this internal struggle. Like I should just stop researching and just go try it, right? Like we have this enemy in our head talking to us, the ego, mixing up our messages as well as people in our sphere, people in our life always labeling us, talking down to us, or just thinking that we should be doing it just like them. And that's not how life works. So when you have a line one interacting with a narcissist, hey, the narcissist is always gaslighting you. So the last thing they want you to do is research anything. Don't learn about narcissism. Don't learn about what this means. Don't learn about gaslighting because then you'll know my game. And so they'll always be almost, there's probably two ways where they'll be criticizing you and trying to get you away from investigating by downplaying it or making it like sound dumb or they will then become your sieve for information so you want to investigate they'll have an answer for you it may not be right it's like getting your news from social media it's not going to always be accurate but you're going to feel a bit of a sense of closure or like you receive some information but with the narcissist, you, you don't want to trust the narcissist with the information because everything is skewed to their benefit, to their controlling the situation. So as an investigator, don't feel bad for actually investigating. Don't feel bad about introspecting. And that I feel like is a lot of feedback I get from empaths who are feeling like, am I the narcissist? 
that's part of the introspection. And then they research over and over. Like, do that, I do that. It's like, we all have an ego. We all could think and feel like we're a narcissist. But do we, first of all, introspect? Yes, that means that you are not truly NPD. They can't take the time to be quiet and introspect. So there's your clue right there that you're not a narcissist because you're already asking yourself in this introspection time. So really lean into the beauty of your line one, investigating and introspecting, listening to your intuition to know your innate sense of knowing who you are, knowing your place in this world and knowing that you are the one that provides all the information to create a brilliant plan or to create brilliant advice. This is your talent. So lean into the superpower and ignore all of the negative. Moving on to number two, the hermit, the projection. So the hermit is an energy. You could have it as a two, four, six, two, two, five, five, two. Again, right? We have this combination. I can personally speak to myself of having this. It is this push and pull of, I want to retreat and just be in silence to be almost like away from all of the noise and the overstimulus. And Ra'uruhu says the successful sidestepping of behavioral requirements through isolation. We all have these social requirements and I really struggle with the guilt of isolating when it's time and going out and being with friends, being out here on lives and socializing, even work sometimes feels like a struggle when all I want to do is just hunker down with a good book under a tree. And so if you're feeling that and you have the line too, don't resist it. That's what you need. Like it's just this, it's like a, the cha-cha or the tango, forward, backward, forward, backward. And it is very in flow with nature because the nature goes through seasons and our conditioning so much in the world is you have to do and go all the time which some of us in the spiritual world call that the toxic masculine where you just don't ever take a break you don't even stop you don't ever retreat you don't even take vacations is it in europe where they take like the whole summer off of work versus in america we take one day off of work maybe Like it's just this constant pushing. And so we have this line too, if you have it in you, you're like, oh my gosh, like I can't do it. I can't, like you feel like you're quitting, but you just need to take time to yourself. So listen to your unique calls in life. This may be a thing in your relationships. You're like, I just cannot do this relationship anymore. Okay, find some time alone. You need alone time. And to find a partner who can handle you needing alone time is really key. Narcissists always need some type of supply. So if you are not around and you have alone time and they're not secure in themselves, they're going to get mad at you. They're going to get upset. Uh, You're always going to feel obligated to be around them, which is not healthy for you as a hermit. You need your own alone time to nurture your unique talents. So this is part as a generator of your waiting to respond is do what you love as a hermit, if you have line two in the background, just hone your gifts and talents of what you love, your studies. And maybe you love to write poetry or do artwork or whatever you love to do. 
And that way, when you're nurturing your talents, you can then come back out and you can shine in the spotlight and be like, see what I've been working on? Isn't this so fun? Then you get to show off your talents and really bring to the world your sparkle. Because with that hermit energy, you need, it, it is a push-pull. And for so long, I thought that was a bad thing. Oh, everything's just like a push and pull, a given, I don't know, given run <laughs> scenario. But it's just a dance. It's just a dance in life. Flow with the cycles of life. And your talents will shine. And it's essential to have a sacred space. So an altar, it's essential to have a place near the water. Absolutely. How can you get your chart? You can go to ravenscott.show. There's a form to join the Empath Healing Community Group and fill out your birth information. It'll pop into my email and I will send you your birth chart for free within 24 hours. So head on over to that to grab that. I'll also put the link to that in the, I was going to say show notes. I'll say show notes for the podcast. It's always in the show notes for the podcast and here in the comments below of this video. Let's get back into the last just conclusion of the hermit is to learn to dance with the push and pull of social life. Learn to say yes with your inner authority and no with your inner authority. So that way you don't always feel like you're on and you're pressured to do social things 24-7. Because as a hermit, you're going to regret that. You're going to hate it. You're going to hate life. And you're going to be like, I just, I regret everything. I just want to run and hide. Yeah. And if it is not easy, ditch it. This has been a really interesting thing that I've also been working through guilt, right? Because of all the conditioning or whomever's taught you in your life that once you commit to the bit, you got to stay and do it, follow through, which is true. Integrity is good. So that's why waiting to respond and using your inner authority, sacral or emotional to determine, should I commit to this? Because if it's not easy, then don't do it really. Cause you're here to sparkle. You're here to do what you love and what's easy. Interestingly enough, there's always going to be some things that you need to work on. Let's say, for instance, I was a while back learning how to write copy. That was fun and a little bit hard. And then it got easier, right? So it just depends. Like if something's a struggle, it's pushing against your energy. Just take a break from it for a bit. Line three, we call it in human design, the martyr. <laughs> Adaptation. And you may think, oh, I'm not a martyr. I really am truly a victim. Of course you are. You are legit. This is a hard one sometimes. Raul, who would have a hard time with the words that he, you know, the English language that he was using to try and categorize everything because the English language is limited. However, it's more about adaptation. It's more about living life through experiences. It's almost experimenting. A good scientist didn't invent something amazing without many multiple quote-unquote failed experiments, although there's nothing is ever a failure because you're learning something from it. And that's the essence of line three. Learning from your experiences. That's it. And so a little caveat, if you have line six in your profile, you also experience before your 50s, so your first half of your year, your, your life, these experiences of line three, there's line three in your youth. If you have 
line six. So the futile rejection of standards based on a just awareness. It's futile. Life is an adventure. Life is all about resilience. If you have a line three, you are resilient. You're learning through different experiences, trial and error, and essentially bumping into things and people. Yes. And some people don't like that. Some people like perfection, like the narcissist. Can't be showing like we're failing here. That means that no one will like us. That means that I've got to face all my other demons. But if you just embrace in yourself and in your child who has line three, oh, cool. We just learned something new. Like instead of making a mistake a really big deal, then they will, as they're an adult, embrace mistakes. And you may have been conditioned with the line three that making mistakes is bad. And you're always beating yourself up and such a bad person. No, you're just a uniquely gifted person who is resilient that can handle all these what society labels as failures or trial and errors. Like your life in your world is an entire scientific lab. And it's a, that's a hard one, I think, to decondition out. But just know that you are, you haven't failed. Your relationship with a narcissist, your learning with through all the trial and errors, your multiple relationships, that is learning through life, living through life, evolving like the diamond in the mine under pressure. It's not easy for the diamond to look beautiful and shiny and sparkly at the end. It's hot. It's pressure. It sucks. And that's part of the line three is evolving and polishing and becoming shiny and beautiful through trial and errors, through difficulties, through life, through experiences. And that's evolution and through discovery. Then as you discover and as you wake up to the fact that you are now with a narcissist, this is your own personal journey. So as much as you want to share it to the mountaintops, you can. But this energy, line one, two, and three, they're all for your own personal evolution. They are not for others to learn from or have an interpersonal relationship. It's all for your own personal evolution. All right. So embrace it, dear. So you have options, the profile combinations of one, three, three, five, three, six, and six, three. So now we're onto the last three profiles, which are what I was just mentioning, interpersonal. So these are something more of where you're bringing together people, you're influencing others, or some type of leadership role. So in these combinations, in line four, you are the opportunist and the externalization. The acceptance of norms until a successful transformation can be engendered, is what Ra Uruhu says. Acceptance of norms until transformation can be engendered. So the fourth line's greatest influence is in their friendship network. Yes, friendship network. You are a people person. And it feels so nurturing to be embraced and supported by the brotherhood and sisterhood of energy. So you may feel really good in a community, a membership. You may start your own because you have that influence and that drive and push to do. You are the heart and the service of the community. 
and are the first ones to share your opportunities. So you share your opportunities with a friend, you share your opportunities with someone else, always the persistent networker, and you find opportunities in relationships to, to, I've heard of someone with a line profile who's always like the permanent matchmaker in her social field with relationships. With money making, you're like, oh yeah, that can totally be something that we can put together and make an offer out of. And discerning, the, the really, the key here, sorry, the key here is discerning which relationships are correct for you. And that's really everything. Which relationship is correct for you, which I know here with Empath and the Narcissist, that is what we're always trying to discern and figure out. So I always go back to your inner authority. Discern with your intuition, which is the power of your inner authority. Discerning is this correct for me or not? Because even friendships and business relationships and acquaintances, your network of friends, that is where you will truly gain your success in just love, in happiness. And if we're thinking, again, this whole culture of money, that's also where opportunities flow from in your strategy. Is it in a really healthy network of people? So your healing journey will be successful if you are in a healthy membership, if you are in a healthy network, which I do contain a membership for empaths to heal from narcissistic abuse. So the profile combinations for the fours is one, four, two, four, four, one, or four, six. And we're moving on to line five. Line five is the heretic, universalization. This is another interesting one. I liken it to the very old-fashioned witches that were then burned at the stakes, right? Because your mind is so expansive. You're like, this 3D life, like, what the heck is this? This is nothing. You just have this beautiful, mysterious, seductive energy, and that was dangerous back in the days. Oh my gosh, would it be so awesome to do a study of the profiles of all of the beautiful nature plant medicine witches back in the day that were burned at the stakes. How many of them would be line five? Ra Uruhu says, direct and overt challenge to norms. And this is a leadership type of energy. It's also a intimidating energy maybe, but all of the five lines carry a very mysterious, like I said, and seductive energy pulling you in to find out who they are. And maybe that might bother them. <laughs> like, why are all these people coming to me? Why are they always copying me? This is really annoying. But really what they're trying to do is come in your aura and see what you can offer, what they can offer you, how they can be led by you or just interact with you. It's just drawing. You must, it's just mysterious. It's just alluring. So just be patient is the thing, especially if you have a two five, you're like, I just want to run away and hide. Stop following me. <laughs> but leaders with direct and efficient advice, they really have the courage to take a look at things outside of the box and challenge the traditional values in order to you know, univer universalize something new. So that to me sounds very Aquarian. It's, hey, 
Like, why are we still doing it this broken way? We can do it this way and really bring so much more peace and balance and harmony to this particular area or to the world. You're creative rebels, line five. You are creative rebels. And you have an influence outside of your tiny sphere. You can talk right now as I'm talking because I don't have line five. And there would be so many more people I'm sure on. And there would be so much more drawing and yes, influence me to do this or I want to learn about this. And you're really here to make an impact. You are. You are here to make an impact. So you may have a two, five, three, five, five, one, five, two. And the last line, the last one, line six, I can speak from personal experience with this one, is the role model transition. So Ra'uruhu says the perfection expression of norms through action rather than words. So it's funny how I have Gemini in my 10th house of career, which is a bit, I think maybe my push and pull, two, six, permit and role model. This perfection expression of norms through actions rather than words. So I can literally be here talking to you all day long and it doesn't matter if I'm doing, if I'm role modeling, that I'm actually living according to my human design strategy by waiting and responding, by listening to my sacral and just sharing with you how maybe I parent, how I heal from human design, then that's really going to be your superpower as a line six or mine and yours if you have a line six it's through your actions maybe that's why I always talk about that too is look at the narcissist look at their actions not their words and maybe that's just my big scope on the world is always through what are you doing versus what are you saying and you know what you've been through a lot you, like I said, before you're age 50, so I still got 10 more years of experimenting to do and experiences to process. You, you're just like line three. You feel like you've erred. You feel like you've been in all these relationships that keep failing. I recognize that you've experienced a lot of trauma. We want to call it. And definitely it's an experience, right? Life on earth is twofold. It has its pain and it has its suffering and it has its joys and love and happiness. So we can view it more as, you know what? I've experienced a lot of experiences versus I've experienced a lot of trauma. And I wonder if that might help us shift out of always looking backwards or always looking at our victimhood. Oh, the trauma. Oh, it's so bad. That might be a toxic masculine narrative as well. Whereas you're tough. You've been through a lot. Yes. And not all of it was amazing. And it, yeah, a lot of it sucked. Was it trauma? For sure. I'm not discrediting like that there's stuff in your body, but it's an experience that you can somatically release out. It is an experience that you had the opportunity to learn from, to evolve from and to grow through to maybe observe the people around you and see who really was loyal to you, who really was the healthy type or who abandoned you when you really were in your time of need. All of that information is information, right? For your soul, for your higher self in this earthly lab called earth. And so this, once you reach to the point of your age 50, <clears throat> you'll finally 
be able to walk out as a role model and really make a big impact. And I wonder why. I would love to pull Mel Robbins' chart because she was excellent. She was really growing and leading. But now, like, once she's hit, this, she's her, teen, her kids are almost adults, I think. Like, they're older. She's not my age. And she's really reached this point where she, like, we call it, like, up on the roof. Everyone's Mel Robbins. I'm like, where did she come from? She's just been working and doing what she's loved and literally experiencing life, hard life, right? And she's up on the roof and she's shining and she's being a role model to everyone to just get up out of bed, to push those negative thoughts out, like all of the ways that she's learned to survive and to cope with her negative talk in her head. That's what she's sharing and being a role model to the world. So that's the line six. So I'd have to pull her chart to know if she has line six, but she's definitely exuding a lot of the qualities of a line six. Great teachers, great mystical, spiritual leaders with a very high vision and perspective. This is why I love talking about human design and learning about who we are. So you could have a three, six, four, six, six, two, or a six, three. And so that there is the, all of the lines. Now we could dive deeper into just a few examples of a combination. So we had two members of the group. I'll just shout them out here and make sure we get their profiles for them. So one is a two, four. So specifically just to give you an example of, okay, now how do I put the two lines together? So that's the hermit and the opportunist. So I remember talking with Wanda and her telling her about her four line, the opportunist, always bringing people together. And she's yeah, I just couldn't help it. I was at this one event and I met somebody and we got started talking about a certain project I was thinking about. And she was just always, she was networking. She didn't mean to, I was just going there. That's the energy of the opportunist is everyone that, you know, that you feels good to you then becomes a close friend. Like you just have this warm, inviting energy about you. You're always connecting with people. And so they're friends. They're, and you can create so many beautiful lifelong friends. So that's why it's important to really just continue to have your heart open. I know with a narcissist, it's difficult because you feel like you can't trust people. But what you can trust is your intuition. And you can check into their, your intuition and look into your act, your, their actions so the difficult part about the line four is that when you have been hurt by somebody, because you have such a deep connection with people, you tend to close off and not want to let anyone in. And I need to remind you, we all need to be reminded with line fours, that you need to open your heart up again. And you don't, like I said, you don't have to do that blindly. Do it with discernment. Do it with your intuition. But open your heart up again to opportunities and relationships that are going to come to you to help you nurture you and to heal and to bring about joy and love again. So open your heart again. I know it can be hard because you're so deeply wounded and feel like you're mistrusting of that person or people in general. Every single, right? One person's betrayed you, the narcissist betrayed you, and boom, everyone's in the bucket of narcissists. And I can't trust anybody. So it's a real practice, a spiritual evolution practice for the line four to open up again. 
And then so line two is the hermit. Hermit is like we talked about the sage, the wise person who goes off to the cave, does their thing, hides from society. I don't want any responsibilities. Please go away. <laughs> I'm retreating. And that's essential. And that's crucial for you to be able to then step back out, have your heart open as the opportunist and to be able to socialize. So I know there's a beautiful opportunity happening for you, Wanda, that's really part of your hermit. So embrace that. Embrace just investing in yourself in this time. And then our last one I'll do to show as an example is Tally. Hey there, Tally. Line three. You have a profile three five. What does that mean? Three five is the martyr and the heretic. Woo! I have a daughter who has this, so I can totally relate. So you have these experiences in life. They're hard. There's struggle. Some may label them as failures. You may label them as failures. Like life is just like, why do I keep tripping and falling? You're a scientist. You are experiencing and you are resilient. And then the beauty of this is once you've learned your lessons in the line three, you reach a point in line five where you're like, wow, I've gained some incredible knowledge. I'm pushing the boundaries of this. And on top of that, you are probably attracting certain people to have these experiences through, which may be toxic, which may not always be good, which may be bullies, which may be narcissists. So it's like this, you're, they're allured to you, but you're like, but I'm going to learn from it, right? And then I'm going to learn how to put up boundaries. I'm going to learn how to speak my voice. I'm going to learn how to speak my truth. I'm going to learn all these things through this experience in my line three to then be able to figure out a way to let everyone else know this is how I've done it. This is how I feel. And you share it. You share it with people outside of your small circle. You can literally make videos on TikTok about it. And so you'll help so many people. So this profile is a really powerful one to be able to help others through your own experiences. And you may just feel called to do just naturally. And really, you can actually have that voice to speak about it. Whereas the line six, more of a doing than a speaking. I hope that this has helped. I know human design can get really nitty gritty, technical and difficult. So I hope that I've grounded this information for you and really brought to you some practical ways that you can continue on your healing path and your healing path with human design from anybody the conditioners, the toxics, the narcissists, from anybody, from just your own ego in your head. Human design really helps you see you, your authentic you, your soul you, for who you really are. In your soul healing journey, you find the tools and exercises to help you bust through the cage of victim identity and out into a huge beacon of light to fulfill your soul's destiny. This is exactly my goal, to help you with in my book and the new book that I am writing right now in the process that we will take you through in the Empath Healing Membership. At the moment, we have an Empath Healing Membership with a library, weekly meditations starting in July and monthly healing circles. I am feeling called to up my game in this membership and have it be more organized or have it be a series of work guiding you through your healing process in this membership. 
I love your feedback on this. If you were to join the membership, is it best to include the workbook, have the workbook shipped to you when you sign up, and a series of videos to help you go along with the workbook and the membership, accompanied with the weekly meditation meetings and healing circles. If this sounds good to you and something that you would love to dive into, I would love your vote as to what format is best that you would enjoy for this. Your vote will truly help me craft the best healing experience for you and other empaths on this same healing journey. You can vote in the link in the show notes and thank you so, so much. You got this. How do you know you're on the right path? The healing journey is unique to each person and it takes one baby step at a time. The truth about narcissists, journal ritual, EFT tapping, mirror work, connect with your healed ancestor, Ho'oponopono prayer, dealing with difficult people meditation, gratitude journal, and human design 101. These are just some of the few tools that I have included in the Empath and Narcissist book a healing guide with spiritual exercises. I am over here on the other side of the deep, dark cavern abyss that you're facing right now of the unknown. I'm here waving, cheering you on to take your next right step to the other side. And one of those steps is to educate yourself and gain all the healing tools that have helped me cross my own bridge to the other side and have a life full of abundance and love and peace away from the narcissist. You can find my book on Amazon and listen on Audible today. I'm so grateful for you listening, finding the show and sharing it with your friends. It would give a great boost in the heart-centered algorithm to rate and review this podcast if you are enjoying it. Take a screenshot, share it on your socials, share it in a text message to a friend that you know right now needs to be pulled out of the quicksand. And remember, always keep your unique light shining. I just wanna make it last Try to let go of the past I close my eyes, embrace the blast Sleepless nights and headaches stack Restlessness to hell and back What's my purpose, what do I grab? A slippery surface, a heart attack And sometimes you just gotta believe There's something that'll give you relief There's something that'll have what you need What you need we're broken, it's tragic, we're not all elastic, but maybe there's magic, believe.